Okay, welcome back to the Legalized Vaping Podcast by Legalized Vaping Australia. Brian, how are you? Good. We say legalized vaping a lot in the beginning, don't we? We do. Well, that's because we're trying to legalize that's the vaping. Ultimate objective, after Shock all. Shock and horror. <laughs> so, for all those uh, who don't know, Brian is the uh, the director of the campaign and has probably fought the best uh, battle for the legalization of vaping in Australia ever. I'm guessing. Uh, I mean, I don't like to self-aggrandize. It, yes. It's going all right. <laughs> all right, we'll all right. We'll get there. Uh, so, good things happening today. Well, happening yesterday, I suppose, a couple of days ago for the people listening to the podcast. Uh, TGA submission. Yeah. So, uh, last week we mentioned that we were doing a submission to the TGA to try and counter their moves to shift around scheduling of, of nicotine, mm-hmm. uh, which effectively would make it harder for, for vapors to import nicotine uh, under the current regulations mm. uh so at first i thought oh you know we'll put this petition link up and uh, allow people to put in their information maybe we'll get a few hundred petitions or something like that yep. i think at last count we're sitting at 1765 uh submissions so to right. everyone who did that thank you um yeah. also means that we have a mountain of work to churn through to, to basically lodge it but that's true uh it's a good problem to have so yes. thank you to everyone who's signed up on that uh hopefully it'll be you know, part of what we need to do to ensure that these changes don't happen. Yeah, correct. Because it, it, what's basically happening here is this isn't like a law being passed, debated in parliament and sent to the upper house or anything like that. What's happening is they're just saying, we're just going to make this amendment. Oh, pardon. Uh, we're just going to make this amendment to uh, the current restrictions in place, the current regulations, mm. which just make it incredibly hard, nearly impossible for people who vape to get Nicotine. Yeah, and I mean, it's a standard case of unelected bureaucracies doing things that are almost in secret. So, yes, technically, they put a a, a notification up on their TGA website about changes, proposed changes pushed by the health department, i.e. pushed by uh, Health Minister Greg Hunt, Mm. uh, to reschedule these products. But the average person isn't across those sorts of things. No journalists have picked up on it because they're focusing on, you know, yeah. A global pandemic. Hell, we might not even have noticed it if someone didn't bring it to our attention. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Um, so, it, and it's it, our it, job. <laughs> yeah, and it's our job. And it, 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 and it's one of these things where uh, these different departments say, "Oh, we know we've got full transparency. If you've got any questions, send in an FOI request, <laughs> a Freedom of Information request, mm. and we put everything up so that it's open source and you can see what we're doing." Yeah, okay. If you know to go to like sub page forty seven B of the bullshit website act. Mm. Uh, and know where to yeah. look. Okay, fine. Uh, but most people don't. So it's not mm, as transparent correct. as they like to claim. And it's oh, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's another case of being governed by unelected bureaucracies. Uh, you can't unelect people that work at the TGA that, right. are, that are stomping on your rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who work in different departments, you can't uh, have them answerable to you. Yeah, you, you can't vote se- them out. Correct. If you send in a freedom of information request, they can just find all kinds of reasons as to why they mm-hmm. shouldn't answer the questions you've sent them. Correct. And, uh, I mean, anyone who has tried to lodge a Freedom of Information Act, uh, I mean, a Freedom of Information Request, will know it's near impossible. Yes. You need to have a know-how. You and need to basically have a lawyer yeah. uh, really legal the questions for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if the questions are too... So, so, one of the standard things is if you just ask them a very basic question, yeah. which is, what color is the sky? Uh, their response will come back with, that question is too broad and would encapsulate too much information for us to give back to you, so right. you need to narrow it down. So you basically need to legal these people. Yeah. Uh, What's the HTML uh, pigment uh, code for the stratosphere? Uh, 
in this location at this time. Yeah, correct. <laughs> and even then, they'd be like, well, time according to which standard. And <laughs> what's even worse is that they'll they'll send, sometimes if, if they grant it, they'll send it to you, but there's there's no need for them to be orderly. No. So like, okay, so here's the information. It's 600 pages. Yeah, 600 or like 20 boxes. And 200 pages of them have redacted information correct. that you probably needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here it is three months later. Yeah. So it's like, uh, okay, so that's not exactly transparent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in any case, uh, I can point to bad things all the time. Uh, mm. Silver lining, 1,765 yeah. submissions from vapors all across the country. That's really fucking good. It is. Uh, and it just shows that vapors are motivated and they do mm-hmm. care. Uh, we'll be lodging that today once we wrap up this podcast. Um, we'll put some updates out on the interwebs Yeah. about where we're at with it. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. Uh, and w- w- we didn't really have a lot of vaping news this week that we that we could kind of point to, which is kind of the 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 format of the podcast. So I just I thought it might be a good idea to just kind of go through some of the central points of our legalized vaping campaign. Sure. Right. Because when we first started doing it, I think a lot of people didn't even know what vaping was. Mm. When when you would go up, and obviously I wasn't here yet, but you you tell me the story of people saying. Well, what the hell is vaping? I don't even I don't even understand that. Yeah, so for 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 the average person, they don't know what vaping is, mm-hmm. uh, and that was especially the case two years ago, or two and a half years ago, whenever right. we yeah, about two and a half years ago now. Um, the average person just had no idea what vaping was, uh, and then if you explained it to them, they'd kind of be like, oh, you, like those those sort of electronic sticks that people <laughs> that that suck people on. suck on. Yeah, uh, but that was the best case scenario. Mm. Uh, so when the campaign started, it was really just about sort of trying to get that message out there and educate people around what actually vaping is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got that video done by Topher uh, that yes. he did for us as a favor. It's about three or four minutes long, but it really just sort of explains it in detail. Yep. Uh, and that got a lot of reach because it educated a lot of people that didn't necessarily know. And maybe they'd seen someone vaping or mm-hmm. they'd heard about it somewhere, but they weren't actually sure what the issue was. Right. Uh but then it came to prominence. It came to prominence and you get a lot of... We, we started getting a lot of media attention. Uh, and, you know, on the back of that, you then get MPs paying attention, which is great. And it's why we, in the first probably six to eight months, we, we made a lot of strides on the issue. Um, but then you get the fake news. Right. So then you get anti-vapers pushing false narratives about vaping killing people while conveniently leaving out that it's because they bought street, bought illegal right. products and all that kind of stuff. Correct. Uh, and then you get that pushback. So it, I always used to say to a lot of the Aussie vaping vendors, uh, you know, who are feeling the pressure, particularly about August last year when there was that whole, you know, fake vaping death epidemic. Yeah. Um, the pendulum swings back and forth on any issue. Of course. But on something like vaping, it's even more so mm. because you have something that no one knows about it gets right. to a point where people start becoming more aware of it and then anti-vaping lobby groups push back the other way. Right. And because the average person doesn't have anything invented, invested into yeah, vaping, correct. they're happy to just shift their opinion based on whatever the latest headline says. Mm-hmm. So they'll read 10 headlines that say vaping less harmful and they'll go, oh, okay, that sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah. And then they'll probably be broadly supportive. Mm-hmm. And then they read another 10 headlines afterwards pushed by anti-vapors mm-hmm. saying vaping will eat your baby or you know <laughs> yeah, yeah or steal your baby or whatever right and turn you into a green ghoul <laughs> and then they go straight back to oh well then i don't like it because i've got nothing invested in it so yes. it, it, it's that pendulum that goes back and forth and our job now 
is essentially to try and keep putting out that information that says, actually, no, what you're being told is wrong. Yep. Here's the evidence mm-hmm. that shows why what you're being told is wrong uh, and be as above board as we can. Yeah, sure. Uh, one of the examples of misinformation that I saw, and this is actually something that I've seen play out in just the things that people say to us when they when we just when they just come in contact with our campaign is they say, well, in some cases, vaping is more dangerous than smoking. Because they read a headline that says, in some cases, it can be more dangerous. Well, yeah, the story goes on to say on paragraph 97, like, yeah, if you vape gasoline, yes. it's more dangerous than smoking a cigarette. Yeah, or it'll be, like, <laughs> it'll be like, oh, this guy blew his face up with a vape. And it's like, okay. And then you look into actually how it happened. Yeah. And it was like, oh, he built his own. He strapped, like, wires to a random battery. Correct. And then put it on a coil. Mm-hmm. And then he left it in his car on a 45-degree day. Yeah. And... Blew his finger off. Sure. Yes. A lot of those things. Local man does something stupid Mm -hmm. and then repercussions exist. Right. And then also the lack of regulation. They they leave out the part where the lack of regulation means that anyone can build a vape in their garage and sell the hardware. Well, yeah. I mean, what what they... It's more so around consumer standards. Correct. And and product standards. And it's like they go... uh, I've heard it time and time again. You get council, council people. You get all kinds of different. Uh, effect- effectively, they'll lobby groups as much as they might try and pretend that they're a health group. Mm. Um, and they'll say things like, "Well, there are these products, and we don't know what's going into them, and we don't know how they're manufactured." It's like, you know, what would be a really good solution <laughs> to that? Some kind of uh, framework that they could uh, work towards yeah. that they would that have we could to agree on, yeah. which would only exist if we legislated these products. Uh, and then when you say that to them, they shift the goalposts and then they go, mm. well, but we can't do that because it's dangerous. Because dangerous. Yeah. And then when you ask them to present the evidence, that's when they go into circles. So they'll say, mm. well, the World Health Organization report says X. Yeah. Uh, yet they'll ignore the World Health Organization on other issues. So the question has right. to be asked, like, are you just picking and choosing your evidence? Because it sounds like you are. And the answer is yes, of course. Yes. Another thing that they can do very conveniently is just avoid the media scrutiny after they make their statement. And one of the people that does this really well, actually, is Greg Hunt, where he can go out, make these broad statements on how incredibly dangerous vaping is, mm. and then just completely ignore all of the opposition to his points. Well, he, he doesn't go on media. He doesn't have to answer the question. He doesn't need to clarify. He just goes, says, vaping is bad, and then goes into his cave. Yeah, so he could he can ignore all of the 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 evidence in response, mm-hmm. uh, and you know effectively he's a he's a jack of all trades and a master of nothing. Mm-hmm. So he's able to go out there, make a random claim on an issue that uh, most people it's not on their radar of like the top five priority sort of thing, correct? Uh, and they just take it for for mm-hmm. face value. Yeah, they take it at face value. Uh, and it, I think that's what makes these sorts of campaigns hard is that you go through several several layers of then having to explain it to someone. Yeah. Even with a journalist, you need to like, hey, did you see the health minister said this? Yeah, what about it? Well, it's wrong. Okay, why do I care? Well, you care because mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So it can be a, a real process to Correct. get that you know across. But mm-hmm. it's what we do uh, yeah. and we're getting better and better at it. Yeah. Uh, and now we have our new podcast in which to, in the eyes of the health lobbies, probably propagandize or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to, you know, just educate people about the facts. Yeah, indeed. Because we want people to uh, 
Well, you know, shock horror. Okay. Uh, people want, uh, you know, we want less people to die from smoking. Yeah, well, that's just because we're we're evil arms of whatever uh, you know nefarious organization is behind us, yeah, uh, whichever never, one it really is this underst- week. I never really <laughs> understand the logic where it's like you just want vaping legal for nefarious purposes. It's like, well, I mean, like less people will die. Yeah, let's say even if it was for nefarious purposes. All right, but like if the end result is vaping is legalized, less people die of cancer. I mean, okay, win-win, no? Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it, we, we, we aren't, to be clear, but... <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's one of these things. It's also like, what nefarious purposes? It's like, what's the end goal? It's like, the end goal is vaping is legal, and, like, two out of three, potentially two out of three people that used to smoke don't die from smoking-related illnesses. Correct. Like... Yeah, we see the same results good. as they're seeing in England, where people, where, where, the, where the smoking rates are crashing, as are the lung cancer rates. Yeah. And it's all because of the UK's embrace of vaping. Or we can just stay what we're like we are now. Where yeah. well let's be Puritans and force yeah. people to quit in ways that we know don't work. Uh oh, that like make them miserable. Yeah. Uh and we'll have everyone singing in showers. Uh and doing a boogie and pouring it. milk yeah, all over exactly. themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean the, the, the death uh death by cigarettes was revised up once again. Yes. Yeah, Great. when we started the campaign, we were saying, uh, uh, from the rough calculation we did, it was 19,000, sorry, it was 52 Australians dying every day from smoking-related illnesses. Yeah. I think that's up around, like, 55 now. Yeah. So, up. Yeah. Worse. Rest of the world, where vaping is, you know, industrialized world where the vaping uh, regulations are not harsh, going down. Yeah. Here in Australia, going up. Yeah. Wonder exactly. why. Exactly. All right, Brian. Well, I am going to let you go because you have a lot of vaping to legalize. But thank you for being here. You need to legalize all the vapings. All the vapings. Uh, And to our audience, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye.